Coming to you live from a barbecue shack near you, it's the SEC Slow Smoke Podcast. We've got the sweet tea, the white bread, and a whole lot of slow smoke takes lined up. So put down your turkey burger, turn up the volume, and grab your hog, because it's about to be on. Oh, yeah. Now, say hello to your self-proclaimed food and sports experts, the utterly enthusiastic Holt Smash, and the one and only Tinder King of Memphis, Mr. JB the underscore Brooks. And now, here's your host, always full of ship, Alex Bullship One. Welcome back to the official SEC Slow Smoke Podcast. I'm your host, Alex, joined by my lovely co-host, Holt Smash. What's up, Holt? Alex, what's going on, man? I haven't seen you in forever. It's been a minute, dude. I'm doing all right. We'll, we'll catch up in a minute. Let me just introduce my other lovely co-host, Mr. JB Brooks, who called this emergency podcast. What's up, JB? I am pretty well, Alex. Um, well, I don't know if I would say very well. I'm a little disappointed right now, but obviously we're going to get into that in a little bit. Big announcement for uh, the host of this show, by the way. There is a big announcement. I, I thought you were about to give it away, but I guess I will give it away as the host. I did, in fact, get engaged on Friday night at the Battery in Atlanta under the Braves sign. It was a fun night indeed. Also, big news, a lot of friends joined, including my other two co-hosts for the, for the podcast, Holt and JB. What was y'all's take on the whole weekend? I mean, you can say it was fun. That's great. But how was it in general just being around an engagement, uh, surprise engagement, surprise proposal? Because I know y'all haven't done this before unless y'all practice this at home without me. Yeah, you know, it was a really fun time. Um, you know, it was the first proposal I've actually witnessed in person. So, yeah, pretty, pretty exciting event. And, uh, you know, we're definitely happy for you. I was a little surprised that uh, you decided to propose to your tenant. Um, yeah. <laughs> That, uh, you know, I thought she was just like a, you know, more like a business associate or. Uh, well, you, you do get the uh, the tax breaks when you file jointly instead of uh, independent. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, you always just refer to her as your tenant on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess I guess everyone um, that is big news that the tenant has finally moved up to uh, become, become uh, engaged to the landlord. Kind of big news. You, I mean, you can do anything you want in this uh, country. But she's still paying rent, though. She oh she's she's a little late for August but it's coming soon don't worry it is coming soon Mr J B Brooks um, did not ruin the surprise uh, we were we were uh, concerned a little bit for uh, for a little bit there that J B might say something stupid um, not to get too much into the surprise but J B was staying in a hotel at the Battery and um, she did not know that uh, so we had to play it off like he was spending the night here him and Holt so. Um, as soon as Holt got, or as soon as they got here, Jay was like, "Oh, is this my room? Am I gonna be staying in this room? Is this where I should put my bags in this room? Am I spend the night tonight?" <laughs> and it was uh, a little funny that JB was uh, overselling it, but she didn't, uh, she didn't pick up on it. And I talked to her later about it. She said, "I just thought JB was 
being himself and just being kind of weird. <laughs> I was like, yep, that's just JB. I know. I was playing my role really well. All I had to do was just be JB, and it was going to work. Yep, yep. So we'll, um, we we call this emergency podcast, uh, as JB likes to call it, because we do like to steal a little bit of uh, slogans from Barstool every now and then. But um, we call this podcast because on Saturday, while we were out and about enjoying some fine um, Americanized Mexican food in Atlanta, JB did share with us the um, the big tweet storms that were coming out that think what was a maction is canceled for the year and other power power five conferences or other conferences are going to follow soon. Yes, that is correct. Uh, so we're no longer getting any maction because uh, the Mac was the first of the non power five conferences to officially announce that they are canceling their season. And now the big 10 is the power five conference uh, leading the train to have college football canceled this fall altogether. So, now it looks like the wheels are in motion for that. Uh, supposedly the Big Ten it, and the Pac-12 was also going to follow the lead of the Big Ten. We uh, will, we will uh, get all into this. That's probably pretty much the entire show is going yeah. to be about this. I just want to talk about food for a split second because I feel like the food content might take over our uh, the majority of our content for the foreseeable future, depending on how everything plays out. So. I am curious for both of y'all's take for the weekend. I'll start with you, Holt. What was the best thing you had to eat this weekend in Atlanta? And I, I feel a little bad because we didn't get to truly experience um, some of the uh, Atlanta finer places to eat, but we did go to a couple places that were close by. Is there anything that stands out specifically? Um, yeah, I mean, there were a few places. You know, I, I just want to say real quick that uh, – you know, you're always talking about, like, all these places in Atlanta, and you're like, oh, when you come, you need to try this. And then, like, it seems like you have a new one, like, every couple of weeks. And then, <laughs> you you know, you're like, uh, you know, oh, I don't know. Where was you? Well, why don't you just Google places to eat? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, it was, uh, it was getting kind of late for uh, last night, so we didn't have too much to choose from. And then, um, unfortunately, the uh, tenant slash – fiance now is um not as high on barbecue as we are she is very high on mexican food which is why we um, got mexican food on saturday but um, she likes barbecue she just she could do barbecue maybe maybe once a month once every two months but she could do mexican food like twice a week so well i mean i definitely love mexican food too and um you know i definitely thought that pretty much every meal we had was still pretty good i mean yeah. i definitely complain um but, uh, you know, as far as my favorite one, it would actually probably been the one we had earlier today um, with the um, – I got a skillet with some breakfast potatoes. Oh, um, you did? You did like it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Bacon and sausage, some scrambled eggs, and some uh, pepper, and, pepper and jack cheese. Um, so that was very – or some cheddar and jack cheese, excuse me. What about – what about don't, don't uh, undersell the crepes, though? Yeah, I was just about to bring that up as well for – the first time I think I can ever remember Alex actually let me have a bite <laughs> of uh, his food and uh, it was a crepe and it was really freaking good. I'm not even sure what all was in it, but it was. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, fruit and uh, I think they had some whipped cream and powdered sugar. And um, yeah, I don't normally share food in general, but I was feeling very generous this weekend. Uh, yeah. to share well, it's not of crepes either. Yeah, yeah, and but I, I will be honest with you, it was a very nerve-wracking thirty seconds when I did uh, 
let you have my plate for just a second. I was like, man, is he really just going to eat this whole thing or is he going <laughs> to let me have it back? I was kind of nervous there for a second. I was almost regretting my decision to be nice. No. Well, I like I, I did go back for a second bite, but that's only because like it, a part of it, my first bite fell off. Okay. It's tough. It's tough. I just had to go back and get it. I wasn't like actually trying to dig in on the whole rest of the play. I definitely read your face. <laughs> um. But yeah, so I mean, it was that was definitely a good place. I don't even remember the name of it, um, but that was a nice little brunch spot. I'm definitely a big fan of brunch food, so um, really all foods, if I'm being honest, <laughs> you know. But breakfast food just hits a little bit different when you eat out, because uh, I don't really eat out for breakfast a whole lot. So getting that uh, skillet was definitely uh, very, very nice. Glad to hear that, JB. You had a much shorter stay and not as many meals. Is there anything that you like specifically? Um, I would say, I mean, the art house to me was, was pretty solid. I mean, I'm not as obsessed with it as Ashley thought I was about yeah. beforehand. I mean, it, it's solid. Uh, that Mexican place, the Americanized Mexican place we went to uh, yesterday was, you know, pretty solid. Uh, I thought the buffalo chicken quesadilla I had was, you know, really unique. It's definitely not Mexican, but it was uh, really good. I mean, I, I liked it. And then the uh, the uh, spicy cheese dip was good, too. I mean, it's solid. I mean... It's not the greatest Mexican place I've ever been to, but it's not the worst either. Yeah, it's just it's just close by. It's, that's why we kind of like, and they they do have really good drink specials, especially if you're like a big margarita person, which I am not. But the ladies there were, and they did get humongous margaritas, so I could understand from that point. Um, I will say my favorite thing for food from from the weekend, believe it or not, and I'm gonna have to give a big shout out to JB here was the cheese curds on Friday night. I was just telling Ashley, oh, excuse me, my tenant. <laughs> my tenant slash fiance uh, about uh, how good those cheese curds were Friday night. I wasn't, cause I, when you said cheese curds, I was expecting mozzarella sticks, but they were really solid. And I know y'all like the um, kind of like tangy or sweet and sour or hot sauce, whatever it was, but I like the, like the fake ranch or whatever with it. It was, it was a very solid choice. Yeah. I like, I'm, I'm a big fan of cheese curds. It's really one of my favorite ways to eat cheese. Cause I think the cool thing about cheese curds is a, I'm trying to get my better knowledge of it, but it's basically cheese that's not processed. Like, you know, like how you sell a cheese sticks. Like it's, it's just like more like, I guess you could say a raw cheese and then it's deep fried, like fresh raw cheese, I guess. And it's just really good. Yeah. Um, All right. So before we get back into football, one last thing on food, Uh, I want JB to give us a real quick update on the Bojangles in the greater Memphis area. Bad story. Yeah, this is not a good happy ending, Alex. But it is a, you're right. Up from the airport after I got back from Atlanta, uh, my girlfriend and I decided on a whim that we were gonna uh, take the 10 minute drive to Horn Lake in Mississippi to try to get to the Bojangles. We arrived there, and the line was all the way out to the road. What uh, time? We got there at uh, I'd say maybe 8:45. And we waited in line all the way to 10.15. By the time 10.15 rolled around, we were actually in the drive drive through, like the actual line, not out in the street. And then they cut off the line about four or five cars in front of us at 10.15 saying that they weren't going to be serving any, anybody else. And, man, you should have seen the scene. There were some angry people that were, you know, in front of us. And oh. I, I was either, but I knew it was coming. I just, you know. What time did they close at 10? They close at 10. Okay, so they went above and beyond. Still taking orders up until about 10.15. But 
eventually, you know, their manager decided we get, you got to call it. Like you can't just serve everybody in the line because if you do, they're going to, they're going to be there till midnight. Yeah. So they had to call it. And unfortunately I did not make it in time, but you know, it was worth a shot. I'm, I'll just, I learned my lesson. That I'm just going to have to wait until uh, it's been open for a few weeks or maybe not longer than that. So what was it been two weeks now? Just a week, basically. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. You need maybe get wait till like September. I would think now, like that would kind of um, horrify me for a while. I would like wait <laughs> like maybe a couple months. I know it's not gonna be that bad, probably, but I would wait a little bit longer because I I would be so mad if I was. Especially, I know you would hold if you were like craving Bojangles, expecting Bojangles, and you waited like over an hour for it, and you just suddenly like, sorry, we're um we're done, we're done here. Yeah, well, I had a similar experience on Friday night, but it was just with the regular McDonald's. Okay. Uh, yeah, because like all the, uh, I guess McDonald's in Atlanta are not twenty four seven right now, and it was about two thirty three in the morning, and uh, we tried about three different McDonald's and none of them were open. We just really wanted some fries, not, nothing too special. Three of them were closed, and I don't know if I've ever been to a McDonald's that was closed before. I think pretty much all of them are twenty four seven. Just was not meant to be, I guess. Dude, I don't know who the mayor of Atlanta is, but I feel like she had something to do with it. Keisha Bottoms. Yeah, yeah, she might be. Uh, she might be. I don't think she's gonna make the cut for Biden's uh, VP, but she's been she's been in the uh, talks for that. But um, yeah, there's back and forth between. There's a big uh, separation between the governor versus mayor, uh, governor of Georgia, and the mayor of Atlanta here. So um, talk for another time. Uh, everything else is already too political, so we're not gonna try to be um, political at all. Uh, so that being said get back to the main content here um jb so uh, brett murphy dropped a tweet or that's what you told us was the tweet was um that action was canceled and power five big 10 slash pac 12 might be the first to follow um and i'm just kind of switch here back to hold sorry jb just keep throwing your name out but hold so there's been a lot of things about said about this action being canceled the ad or not ad commissioner said it was because players Players' health, players' safety, but there's been some um, some rumors or hearsay about like what the real reason why Maxim was canceled. Do you have a theory? Uh, I mean, honestly, I, I don't know exactly what you're hinting at, but I, I tend to think that it's more like just political. And I mean, especially with the Mac, I mean, maybe the revenue just isn't there, and they they can't provide the testing, um, you know, to you know, I guess be comfortable. Uh, having a season and um, but I, I think of a lot of it it really is political um, I think that depending on what state you're in and you know things like that has a lot to do with the, your population and what they think and uh, unfortunately this whole thing has become very political I'm not really sure why I feel like it shouldn't be at all but I just think it kind of is and I think people who you know are on one side or the other is going to be determining how they feel about this and it's kind of a shame because um you know one of the things that i think we all loved about college football and just sports in general was that uh you know it was kind of a release from all that stuff and all the bad things happening in the world um but yeah i mean i, I don't really know the specific reason as to why i don't really have like conspiracy theory other than that so presidents are afraid of scrutiny from their voters um or i mean you know, I, I think the government states, and I think that uh, yeah. you know, university presidents are, you know, catering to, I guess, the local population and, you know, where where they are. And I mean, that's just sort of what, how I feel about it. 
I've um, I've heard different things. I've heard what you're saying, like the the liability issue in general, and just like going against the grain, like being outspoken and saying like you're going to have a season during a pandemic. Um, does it just look great for optics? I guess. Um, so nobody wants to be like the first one to go against it and just be wrong and maybe be sued or have everyone just say you made the wrong decision. So um, there's, you know, a lot of risk in that decision, I guess, with versus no risk uh, or zero risk. If you just canceled the season, you say that it's because of player safety. I guess what I was uh, hinting at was what I've seen is that the real reason, and you kind of you kind of said it a little bit, is the, the revenue shortfall or just money in general because um, a lot of MAC teams get their money from the big um, Power 5 buy-in games. So um, those aren't happening this year, um, especially with Big Ten being conference only. So um, they can't really you know make their budget, and they're essentially just going to lose money with all the requirements to test and – um, everything else, you know, there's going to be no revenue from people coming to games. So I just heard, I just been hearing more and more that was money driven more than player safety. Um, JB, have you heard anything similar to that? Uh, I mean, it, I haven't, but you know, the part that makes, makes me so mad is, uh, I don't, I understand, you know, if you don't want to play football, but the fact that some of these schools, are you know actually most of these schools are allowing students to return to campus, and you're allow if you're allowing students to return to campus and you know that exposure and spread is is you know is inevitable, but you're not going to allow them to play football with students already back on campus. Like what part of that makes sense? Well, I think also um, the big issue that I've also seen on the twitters is that and there's been been a lot of players that have been vocal about this uh, is that. Uh, players and people argue that players are more safe at on campus where there's, um, you know, health officials or whoever they're testing, you know, multiple times a week. They can quarantine if they need to. They have they have a good um, nutritionist or good meals there. There's like it's obviously safe on campus versus if a kid lives in a bad city or town or anything like that and there's just there's, it's just a better environment all around on campus versus off campus um hold i, I feel like you have uh, a little bit more on this i know um colin hill tweeted about that either today or recently essentially saying that it's much safer on campus versus his hometown yeah definitely and i mean that's the thing too is you know if you're on a college campus you're typically going to be around other college students and if you you know were in a situation where they were sent home um, they could be potentially around more people who are vulnerable to the virus. Um, so, I mean, I think if you're looking for like the overall good, I'm not really sure that canceling football really, you know, makes anything better. You know what I mean? Like it, I just, you know, I mean, you could argue maybe, you know, I, I don't know, just cause like you're on a team and you're around each other all the time that, you know, viruses can spread between teammates really quickly, but you know, honestly, a lot of these guys are probably friends and they're going to be hanging out away from football anyway. So, I mean, I, I just don't know if, like, the risk is really that much higher than these guys living, like, their day-to-day lives, you know, even if they're on campus but, like, not playing football. You know what I mean? It's not like they're not going to be going to parties. It's not like they're not, you know. And, honestly, if you cancel the football season, there's really no incentive for them to uh, to distance themselves and to, you know, avoid all those parties and stuff like that. Like, if they're, if they're not being held accountable – and they're not um, – they don't have, like, a bigger goal in mind. 
um, you know, so, you know, as in them being able to play, then, you know, they're, you could actually are they're probably going to be even less careful um, than they would be if there was a football season. So, I mean, I just don't really understand what the benefit is from actually canceling football. And, you know, especially if you're having students on campus anyway. And then, you know, just like I said, sending them home could be much worse than them staying on campus anyway, where they're getting tested twice a week. And they have access to, uh, you know, the medical experts that, you know, each team has, uh, you know, to help them get through something like that. And it's all just, I mean, you know, just like I said, I mean, I just feel like it's all just politics. Like it's all just, you know, no one wants to look like an idiot, you know, which I mean, I understand that, but uh, you know, we really just need someone, whether it's Greg Sankey or whether it's the university presidents to just step up and just say, Hey, like, this is what we're doing. We have a plan. If the players don't like it, the coaches don't, like it, they don't have to, you know, they don't have to participate. They can opt out. Yeah. No one's going to blame them. Right. They're not going to lose their scholarship. They're not going to, you know, be, you know, uh, I guess chastised or whatever by the teammates or the media or anything. Everyone's going to understand, you know, there's nothing wrong with it. And if they're just not comfortable with the procedures, then they just don't have, they can just opt out and, you know, it's not going to be that big of a deal. And if everyone agrees to it, everyone understands the protocols, then, I mean, I don't understand why you can't play. Yeah, and then another thing is that, you know, we've seen what's been trending on Twitter today, uh, We Want to Play, that's been tweeted out by numerous, you know, college football players, including notably uh, Trevor Lawrence and Kylan Hill of Mississippi State. But here's the crazy part. is like the media for the last few months has been on their case about saying that it's unsafe to play and that players are not going to want to play. They're, that just shows how out of touch they are with uh, most um, college football and, and its players. Like, it's an overwhelming majority of players that want to play. And it's not just because they want to play football. It's because a lot of them don't want to go back home. I mean, some of them go back home to situations that are a lot, that are worse than they are when they're on campus. And if, if they're not playing football, I mean, and some of them may not even go to campus. They might just go back home. So, I mean, it, it, it's a lot more than just playing football for some of these guys. You mentioned uh, Trevor Lawrence's tweets or tweet tweet. He's had like I think like a series of tweets over the last like twenty four forty eight hours. Like very pro. I want to play football, and I think it's very important that uh, he is vocal and spoke spoke out or speaking out like, for playing football because he's obviously cares a lot of ways one of the most popular players in college football and might be number one draft pick next year. So I think it's important that he is um, kind of leading the charge for this. Cause I think a lot of people can get behind a, obviously a popular player to play football and uh, we'll, we'll see where it goes. But um, like y'all were saying, like it, it, we need somebody like Greg Sankey or somebody that's in a powerful position to kind of push forward the case for playing football, even though there's pain. I don't think anybody's going to, I don't think anybody thinks that we're, we don't care about player health or players health or anything like that. Nobody cares about players health. It's just, I mean, you can, you can argue legitimately, logically a um, position for playing football, given right. that the players going home is unsafe and players generally are asymptomatic and players want to play and, they have the ability to opt out and still keep their scholarship. There's a there's a lot of different things you can do to make sure the season's intact. You can limit fans, which I think probably won't have any fans. But I mean, there's there's a lot of things we can do to make sure the football season's still on. Yeah, and, and really, in the reality, it, it should be an all or nothing scenario. 
if you're allowing students on campus, there should be football. If you're not allowing students on campus, then I can understand not having football. You can't just have one of the two. It's got to be all or nothing when it comes to students on campus and playing football. Unfortunately, they don't they don't ask us for our opinions or like let us. Um, not at all. Them. And I think one of I think I was looking at um, McMurphy's tweets or some somebody on Twitter. I forgot who it was. Like a reporter was saying that it like has nothing to do with social media or anything like that. And I, I seriously highly doubt that social media and media in general have no influence on ADs and commissioners um, stance and like what their decisions going to be because they they don't want to be scrutinized. I mean, the media has a lot of power, social media and just general football reporters. Another thing is that these reports that have come out have mainly just been tied to uh, the big 10 and the PAC 12. Like, we haven't really heard much of anything about the SEC. There was only one report from 24-7 today about the SEC that said that they don't care about what the MAC does. That doesn't have any impact on what we decide. And we will find out, you know, this week how strong of a backbone Greg Sankey has. And, and if he can use his influence and be a leader in this and trying to uh, stop the, you know, the onslaught right now of trying to get the season canceled. I mean, at the very least, he's got it. He's going to speak out. I mean, I'm I'm expecting a statement to be released by the SEC tomorrow. Uh, it'll be interesting, you know, if if they are opposed to what the Big Ten wants to do, and if we're going to end up having like different sides, you know, maybe the SEC and the Big Twelve are on one side, and then the Big Ten and the Pac-12 are another side. You know, yeah. it, it could very well happen. Oh, do you find the timing of all this a little strange? Because I, I mean, the the MAC is separate from all the Power Five conferences, but the SEC just <laughs> release their schedule on Friday, like the full new updated schedule, whatever it is, 10 games, or how many games they're playing. So you get to see the uh, inner or crossover division games now. And then Big Ten released their schedule, what, like a month ago. So it's like they released those schedules. And like with that, I mean, obviously things can change, but like it's not like the pandemic has gotten like significantly worse when they released the schedule, the limit, the new updated limited schedule. So uh, I'm just, wondering like why they would even release a schedule if they change their mind to cancel the season altogether. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't make any sense at all. I mean, you know, it wasn't even like a month ago that the big 10 released their schedule. I think it was like a week ago. Like, uh, I think like, uh, yeah, they announced, I think they announced like a month or two ago, whenever they were going to say like 10 games, 10 game conference, conference only or something like that. But uh, yeah, I guess they just did the schedule this past week. I know that's just did Friday. Cause we were just talking about it, but I can't keep up with everyone else's. Yeah, and I mean that's the thing is you know there really hasn't been anything that has changed. I mean as far as the the cases you know, were bad then, they're bad now. Right. I mean as far as the virus is gone, it's it's gotten better if anything. So I mean it just there's just other aspects at play here. You know I'm I'm sure a lot of it has to do with liability. Like you know you're saying, um, you know they don't want to be put in a position where they're sued. I think there's some issues with like um, amateurism and then the players being like employees and how you know, this all works together, like, in that aspect of it. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that, too. Uh, you know, I think there's a lot of legal issues that university presidents are really worried about. But I just don't see how, in the end, it's not more beneficial to play than not play. Like, I, I really just don't understand um, how it's going to be more beneficial to not play for these universities. Um, and, I, you know, I, I think a lot – from what I've gathered, it tends to be more – uh, not the commissioners, but more the presidents of these universities that are uh, really concerned about what's going on. They probably don't uh, care about football. Yeah, and I mean, I'm sure some of them do. Um, 
but you know, you're right. Most of them don't, most of them, um, you know, uh, are more worried about the academic side of things and more the perception side of things. And they want to be seen as on like the right side and they want to be seen as, you know, doing the right thing. And they don't want to be seen as like not caring about their students, which, you know, I mean, part of me understands, but you know, just like I'm saying, like, I just don't think canceling actually makes anything better. I mean, I really don't like, you know, do you think that if you cancel college football, the players are just going to like go quarantine their dorm rooms, like, and like, come into contact with anyone like i mean you know and i think it was like 13 of the 14 big 10 schools like are having students on campus so you know i mean do you think that just like i'm saying they're just going to be in their dorm room all day and they're just going to be you know doing homework and studying and reading and playing video games they like oh yeah no like that's not going to happen you're going to have instances on campus um you know it's it's going to happen there isn't really anything you can do about it at this point um but what's the difference in someone getting it at a party or getting it like a football practice? Like, I mean, it's just, it's just one of those things where if you have a football team and they're getting tested twice a week, then it's a lot easier to, to like those players and keep everybody safe from it. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, that's just, I feel like that's going to be way safer for the player than if you just like let them go around on campus like they usually would. Yeah, I mean, even if they have a season or don't have a season or everyone has a season or doesn't have a season, it will be interesting to see, like, how the cases um, rise or how they are on campus, on college campuses in general. Because, I mean, if there's not a season, like, what if, like, cases just skyrocket just because people, kids are on campus anyway? I mean, it's going to yeah. happen either way or another. It's inevitable that we're going to have surges as soon as students come back to campus. College students don't really think about that as much. Like they're not scared of coronavirus. I mean, we've we've already learned that, and you know they're gonna still do you know college student things. They're gonna hang out in each other's dorms. They're gonna go to everyone's different different apartments. They're gonna have you know parties and such. I mean, and socialize. Like they're gonna have surges on campus. So it, it, it's inevitable. I mean, Jebby, you're you're pretty plugged in on the twitters. Are you are you enjoying the um, heavyweight fight between? Uh, Ravel and Clay Travis. Yeah, I mean, I, in a way, they're both right about each other, which I was telling Holder. They're both earlier. annoying. I mean, they're both annoying, but different ways. They are, but I mean, if, obviously, I think overwhelming college football fans are going to side with Clay Travis on this argument, you know, between the two. But still, you know, a lot of people are rubbed the wrong way about you know Clay Travis because he, everyone thinks that he's just an ass. Because he tweets only positive stuff about the coronavirus and doesn't want to. Well, he's super arrogant too. That's the only thing I don't really like. Yeah, people because he doesn't want to tweet about the negative stuff that happens. Yeah. With get enough of that, and he's trying to talk positively, and people are saying that he just doesn't care about people and doesn't care about the coronavirus, which I doubt yeah. is true. I think he's just trying to be real about it at the same time. I, yeah. I think. It's like bothered me a lot about this whole thing that I just don't think it's true. Like, I don't think any sports writers want college football season to be canceled. And I also don't think that there are people out there, quote unquote, like not taking it seriously. Like, I mean, you can tweet out like positive things and say that young people aren't at risk. And that's just factually true. Yeah. You know what I mean? That isn't like not taking it seriously. That's just factually true. I mean, you know, I think we can all agree that like wearing a mask in public and like stuff like that is, you know, just common courtesy at this point, just because of like what's going on. But, like, I don't think any of us and, like, anyone younger than us or college students or anything like that are worried about, like, catching this and dying. You know what I mean? You're more worried about passing it on to someone else who may be vulnerable 
Um, you know, and I mean, obviously you don't want to get sick. I mean, you know, you don't want to have any of these symptoms. And I mean, there's definitely been people our age who have had like severe symptoms from it, but you know, none of us are really worried about dying from it. Like we're just worried about, um, passing on to other people. And I don't think that makes us like not, you know, taking it seriously. I mean, I think we can all agree this is a very serious situation, but I think we can also look at the facts and realize that this is college football season is very doable and, you know, we can make it happen and it, it doesn't have to be political. It doesn't have to be not taking it seriously. Like and it's not selfish know. to think that either. Like that's another thing is yeah. that it's not it's necessarily selfish. It's just like, you're, you're looking at the information and saying like, it's not deadly. And another thing is people will say like, yeah, it's not deadly for um, college athletes, but they could, um, they could give it to older people, coaches or whoever that's more at risk. But I mean, yes, that, that could definitely happen, but um there's been like studies that show like younger people don't really um, give it to older people, especially asymptomatic people don't really give it as much to uh, older people. But I mean, obviously we're not all doctors or um, whatever it's called, the, the virus, pe- virus people, I can't even say the word, epidemiologists, whatever it's called. But I, I will offer a slight yeah. prediction of what I think is going to unfold maybe starting tomorrow or on Tuesday. I actually see a power play and a tug of war in a sense that's going to occur. I, I could see being a big 10 and pac 12 versus the sec over whether to play not to play. And I think the ACC and the big 12 are more than likely would side with the sec on this. Yes. Greg Sankey comes out and says, we're playing. I think if um, the big 12 and pac 12 decided not to play this year, but the ACC, Big 12, and SEC did. That means, like, everyone is going to be watching those three Power Five conferences and yeah. everybody's going to be watching Big Ten. It's like the exactly. they're going to be losing so much. It, 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 and I really think this whole movement is going to be decided. I mean, obviously, the Big Ten is leading the train right now not to play, but everything is really – we're all waiting to see what the SEC is going to do. I mean, it's the conference with the most influence in the college football landscape, and everyone's going to be looking to Greg Sankey and what he's going – ultimately decide to do him along with 14 athletic directors and 14 university presidents and what they ultimately decide which direction to take and if they decide that we don't care what the other conferences do we're going to play it's definitely going to cause a rift between all the power five conferences and you're going to see you know other power five conferences choose sides which could get ugly but also it's going to be a hell of a case study one day oh do you uh, do you think if sankey uh, put it up to a vote for all the athletic directors and SEC. If you want a season next year, that's 13 of the 14 would say we want a season. The 14th that or the one that wouldn't want a season would be Arkansas's athletic director. <laughs> you know, I was actually thinking you're going to say Vanderbilt. That's the one that I would be thinking of, but I guess you could maybe argue Arkansas as well, just because their schedule is ridiculous. I mean, with Missouri. Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt's Vanderbilt like every year. It's that's not going to change, but Arkansas like has like an opportunity to like get better over time, but just this yeah. next year is going to be bad. Uh, yeah. Just like last year, I guess. I could see that. Um, but I, mm-hmm. I would say Vanderbilt would be the one that I'd be most concerned about just because they're private. Yeah. They, and they care the less about sports out of all of them yeah. and about their reputation <laughs> out of all of them. But, um, you know, I, it, I definitely think pretty much all the SEC teams will be down to play. I mean, if especially if the Big Ten and the Pac-12 cancel football this year, I mean, this is a really 
big opportunity to widen the gap, like even more yeah. and exposure yeah, over the Big Ten, and you know, really, yeah. really ahead of the Pac-12. Yeah, and especially with the, what the Pac-12 has going on with the player unionizing, the players unionizing and stuff like that. Um, I mean, it's it's really not looking good for the Pac-12 right now if they have to cancel the season, and if the SEC does, you know, just say, hey, screw, screw you guys, we're gonna play. Um, you know, that's going to be huge for not only the immediate future, but the long-term future as well, because, you know, the, the team, the conferences that don't play this year, it's going to be um, really hard for them to recover from this, not only for football, but for every sport. Yeah. It's going to be advantageous. You know, even if the SEC is like one of the only, maybe one or two conferences that plays this year, they're going to get all the exposure and they're going to get coverage all over the country. And I could see the SEC trying to get a little bit more TV money because they are going to be, you know, the only attraction uh, going on. But, you know, it's, it's just – I don't even think a lot of these uh, university presidents are even thinking about the impact. Um, you know, we're, we're talking about this being politics, but if they were, you know, truly thinking about business, you would want to play because not playing football, you're losing out on all that, you know, TV revenue – and, uh, you know, and all kinds of different money that's going to be generated from playing football, even if you don't have fans. And a lot of that athletic money does come back to the university, too, because, you know, choose schools based on how good athletics are and students, they're not going to want to attend schools that aren't having any athletics going on. That's, in, um, campus. that's a um, power five argument. TV money is kind of almost irrelevant for the group of five or non-power schools. But, um, but speaking of group of five, Alex, uh, did I, you see at all? Arkansas State, uh, all the entire football team put out a statement uh, tonight about wanting to play. Uh, Arkansas joint. State, yeah, and that's um, not even five school, just a, you know a Sun Belt school. But they put a joint statement about it. No, I didn't see that, and I was gonna. There's a couple of things I want to add to that. Is that um, I did see that the AAC is playing a full schedule, which I don't know how that's gonna work out, but they they're trying to flex on everyone to play 12 full games, which is uh, kind of funny. I, I guess they could they could like take the um, the, I don't know which Power Five. I think it's Big Twelve that's doing like one non-conference game, and, yeah. and uh, they could take like all the Big Twelve non non-conference games uh, that way. But I mean, there's obviously not going to be enough to go around for all the AAC teams. But um, I just thought that was kind of cool that they flexed on everyone. Um, another thing I was gonna, another point I was gonna add to what y'all were saying is about like where SC and other um, ACC Big Twelve can uh, flex on Pac-12 and Big Ten with. Um, them having seasons and the other two not is another thing is that um, I don't think it would happen this year, but you probably would see a big hit in the transfer market for um, a big 10 and Pac 12 players to these other conferences that are having um, seasons. I mean, it, it might not necessarily take effect for this year. Cause I don't think you could transfer that quickly and just start playing this season. But I mean, if you're not with the team, then you're going to kind of like lose contact. You might just, be more likely to transfer and the same for recruiting um, going to uh, SEC school versus a big 10 school. Like you're, you would be more concerned about going to big 10 school. I would think versus SEC school um, right now, uh, given the, the pandemic and what the commerce decides. So I just think that would be another interesting thing to pay attention to, to see what the recruiting and transfer transfers look like after all this. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. And I mean, it's, I mean, I, I was kind of thinking that as well. Like, if the Big Ten announced, like, tomorrow that the season was canceled, you know, I don't think classes have started yet. So, it would be interesting to see if, like, Justin Field or maybe, like, some other, like, big-time 
Big Ten players just put their name in the portal and then see if they could, you know, get accepted by an SEC school uh, before classes start. Um, that'd be really interesting if, if we saw Justin Field end up at like Florida or LSU or rival like that. Yeah, at George Rival. Yeah, it would be. Uh, it would be interesting. Some of the bigger players like that, though, I would think they might tend to just sit out a year because like he's going to be a he should be a first round pick. So I think he should be fine. There's there's already been players that have just decided not to play this year just because like they're already a first round pick and there's no reason to risk it um, for like a limited season or whatever. So I've seen that happen a little bit too, but um, I was going to say one more thing. Oh yeah. Um, I'll throw this out to you Holt, because uh, <laughs> I know you enjoy this a lot. Um, I, I know we're SC podcast, um, but you're, we're also kind of like a general college football um, podcast as well. And, um, for the college football purists, um, the Mac being canceled first kind of hits hits a little bit harder than others because the college football purists, the people that really love college football, really love some action on uh, Tuesday or Wednesday night. So I feel like uh, that's this one hurt a little bit more for you, Holt, because I know you definitely enjoy watching action on Tuesday or Wednesday when there's nothing else on. Yeah, I really did. And um, that's the thing is like so sad is that, you know, we wait so long for college football to happen and then – you know, this year it's just like, you know, it's just been like the worst off season ever. And I mean, the news today when, when that broke was, or I guess it was yesterday was really, uh, you know, really tough. Um, you know, I definitely love some Tuesday action. That's usually my favorite games to bet on. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, I don't, I don't up like a ton with like, I know like who's good, but I don't actually know like any of the players. So it's kind of fun to just, you know, put a bet down and just have something to root for during the game. Um, but you know, it's, uh, unfortunately these are just like the times we're living in and, uh, you know, I'm just glad the Braves are <laughs> the TV and there's at least some sports on, you know, the NFL is going to make it work. Um, yeah, yeah they are, they, they have significantly more resources and obviously they're paying their players. So it doesn't feel as much like a, like they're forcing them to play or, you know, whatever, you know, they have everything that they need. Um, so maybe I'll just be like, if they cancel college football, I'll just be like a huge NFL and baseball fan this year. I mean, I don't know, but you know, all this is just, you know, I don't know if it's really, if I've gotten to like to, I guess for it to really sink in and just understand like this college football season is just not going to be the same. Um, if there even is one and it's just depressing, man. Like this whole coronavirus thing, it's just yeah. it's very like, I mean, it's just, everything is just different. Like you can't freaking go to concerts. You can't like do things that you know, you always thought is like fun and, you know, it's just depressing, man. Yep. The, um, just kind of hoping, hoping and praying for the vaccine to come, uh, one day sooner rather than later, but we will, we will see. Yeah. It's even, I mean, I'm, I'm grateful for any sports that are on right now. Um, whatever that looks like. Uh, but I was telling JB Friday that even the NBA bubble, it's just, it's like, I can't get into it as much as I would like to. I, and I do love basketball. It's just um, without the fans there, it's just, it's not quite the same. And I'm not, I'm not trying to say that as being ungrateful for having basketball versus not having basketball. It's just, um, it's just so different. You're not, not really used to it. And the college football, one of the best thing is about um, is the fans and how passionate, especially SEC fans are for the schools that they either went to or have, never got into or never went to but just have always loved them and very passionate fans and saturdays are such a big day like the whole day the game day 
it's not just like a single, you know, four quarters, three hour event. It's a all day thing where you tailgate, you eat good, you might drink a little bit, you hang out with your friends and um, just spend a whole day watching football and um, hang out with people you like and, and love. So that is sad altogether. Hope that that uh, might be diminished somehow this year. Yeah, it's uh, it's very pressing, and um, you know we're not going to get the the full experience this year, and um, you know I mean it's just it's just depressing. I mean you know you feel like obviously the fans like like you know we're sad and all that stuff. Like you know you feel bad for a lot of the players too because you know they have to do so much crap in the off season, like as far as like working out and um, you know all this stuff, and it's all kind of you know maybe for nothing. Um, and then a lot of them are just missing an opportunity. Yeah. You know, like some, I guarantee you there's, you know, maybe 50 to 100 guys who were going to make a big impact this year and possibly get drafted, in the, you know, next year in the NFL drafts who, you know, may not get that opportunity now. And uh, that's just really sad. And, uh, you know, it's just – it sucks. And, you know, just like I said, they could definitely make the season happen um, if someone was just willing to just stand up and just – you know, take a stand and just say, Hey, like, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to make this happen. This is what we're going to do. And it's going to work. That, that being said, um, I know it's kind of hard right now, but just if we can think ahead to one day in the future where like, we'll just hypothetically say there's a vaccine in early 2021. So um, everyone can kind of get, get their heads around like crowds, crowds and events happening in 2021 or whatever time that is. So football season, 2021, um, should happen. If you can just think about like the pent up demand there will be for like the first big college football weekend, first big NFL weekend, whatever concerts, all that stuff. But we'll just kind of focus on college football. Think about week one or week zero in 2021. How crazy that's going to be? Because I mean, it's it's going to feel like everyone's been freed from prison, and it's just going to be such a crazy day, and everyone's just going to. I mean, go crazy. I don't know. Have you have you thought that far in advance yet, JB? I have not. I mean, I don't, <laughs> here's the thing: like, even when a vaccine does come out, uh, it's not going to be like it's distributed to all 300, you know, million plus Americans, right? Like, it's going to take months just to get everybody, you know, their first dose. And how are they going to distribute? Like in the beginning, I, I'm sure I would imagine that people that are more susceptible, like yeah like the elderly are probably going to be the first ones in line and maybe essential workers. And then after that, you know, you're just going to have to go through multiple distributions and it's going to take months before everyone can even get their first dose of the vaccine. If it is just a one dose. Yeah. But I mean, that's, I mean, that's where you really have some hope where you get the vaccine and like that, that can be solved in time. Getting the, like just the vaccine, like that's still like an up in the air thing. Like when will that happen? Is it going to happen? blah, 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 but you have a vaccine and then you can ultimately get to distribution and you can start to like have productive conversations on like, can we have limited crowds? Can we have like a few fans, a few thousand, half 50% capacity? What, what can it look like? I mean, I think that's, um, that's something that like I dream about a little bit just in general, because I, I miss college football. I miss whole mission concerts. I'm a big concert person. I love, uh, country concerts and I've been able to go to one in a while. So it's been a, it's been sad altogether, but I don't want to end up in no too depressing of a note. Um, so just want to make sure there is no opportunity right now, hope for rapid fire. No, I think, uh, they're going to pass on tonight. Yeah. 
but our next time so you guys really need to be thinking of some questions you guys really been letting me down lately um not gonna lie just just with rapid fire not like in general not in life yeah well i mean just more so in rapid fire than the rest but yeah um, i mean that rapid fire is a big part of your life i know so it's it's kind of goes hand in hand but uh yeah but i think uh i think you guys can do it i think you guys just need to put in just a little bit of effort i know it's tough for you guys but <laughs> we'll, we'll try we'll try next time hopefully so by the end of uh i guess one week from today we'll um we'll have more information on when the season's gonna happen i mean it's kind of crazy the last podcast we were gonna say okay hopefully the season will the schedule will be released by the end of next week and then we can start talking about um predictions on win loss and sec in general and now we're we're here we're here we're uh season might be canceled so um finishing finishing notes here today just want to ask each of you what your prediction is by the end of next week what's what's this podcast going to look like are we going to be talking about all of college football being canceled are we going to talk about only a couple conferences canceling and sec still on what's it going to look like i think i know what you're you're going to say jb but i'm still going to ask you jb what you got Sorry, I was distracted. Oh, okay, that, that happens. I know it's wow. a it's a Jamie what the I mean JBWTF moment. Yeah, he he asked you what uh what you think is going to happen. Is SC going to cancel the season or are they going to figure it out? If I had to guess right now, I think the SEC is going to hold firm and is going to uh, be against what the Big Ten's trying to do. I honestly believe we're going to have conferences picking sides. So you uh, think SEC is going to have football? Who's not? Who's out of power five, just go power five. Who's going to have football? Who's not? It's it's a fluid situation. It's constantly changing. But right now, I'm going to say, uh, hold firm. They're going to continue to move forward to playing, and the Big Ten is going to cancel. And if you want to ask me which conferences are going to follow who, I think the Pac-12 will follow the Big Ten's lead and cancel. And I think the Big 12 and the ACC will play along with the SEC if the SEC plays. Hold I'll- that I agree um, with the Big Ten, the Pac-12, but I'm a little worried about the ACC as far as like the northern teams in the ACC, um, maybe like you know Boston College and Notre Dame, yeah, and uh, you know the ACC, Notre Dame, yeah, that's right. Um, you know, I, I feel like they're going to be under more pressure to cancel their season, um, just like as individual schools, and I don't know how that's going to affect the ACC. Um, but you know, that being said, you know, I really like, I mean, I really hope JB's right. Um, I do, I am very afraid that the SEC is just going to have to be pressured into canceling the season just because of, you know, just a, just a fact, like if the, if the big 10, the Pac-12 cancel their seasons, I mean, it really, uh, puts a lot of pressure on the SEC to, uh, you know, to cancel theirs as well. But, uh, you know, I really just believe that in the end, it's just going to be too much money and too many people um, in these SEC states want these games to be played. And I just don't think that, you know, I just don't think that anyone's going to be the bad guy saying, you know, players can't play um, and that they're going to cancel college football. So I think the SEC is going to stick it out. And I think the Big 12 is going to wait for the SEC to say that. And then I think they're going to follow suit. And the ACC is going to be tough, but, you know, maybe – Maybe they'll just have to redo their schedule or something. I don't know. I um I I think I think the SEC and Big Twelve were, were ones we're all most confident in. Um, ACC, I'm 
more confident than you hold. I would say out of the five conferences, I'm actually more worried about the Pac-12 and the Big Ten. I understand like the Big Ten was the first to go to conference only, and like that's the conference everyone's talking about. But I don't know. I think I think they're gonna. I think they're not as likely to cancel as Pac-12. I'll just say it that way. I would say Big Ten's still gonna have their their season, and uh, Pac-12 would be the only one that would cancel. But I mean, at the same time, it's just it's hard to see like if only. If Big Ten holds strong, like I don't understand like why Pac twelve would cancel at that point. So like I don't understand like why only one conference would cancel. I could understand if like four four conferences canceled and SC would then cancel or something like that. It's just I don't I don't understand like why one conference would only cancel by itself. So Yeah. Yeah, and that's the other thing too, is like if one conference cancels and no one else does it's like I got you. <laughs> yeah, they're really gonna look bad, especially if the other teams are able or the other conferences are able to make it through the whole season. Yeah, it's like that's, that's, what... that's part of the reason why I think there was such a play today by the Big Ten to uh, try to get everyone else to cancel as well. I think that was part of their strategy um, today is that they really wanted everyone else to just go ahead and agree to do it right now, so they're not the only ones. Um, but that being said, I do sort of feel like the Big Ten is in a place right now where they're probably going to cancel their season. Um, and, you know, just like I said, if, if they cancel their season and then the SEC and Big 12 play like a whole full season and they have, you know, great ratings and their enrollments are all up next year, <laughs> you know, they make all this money and all this other stuff, um, you know, they're really going to look stupid. Yeah, it will be funny. I mean, I – I hope for the best. I hope we have football with everyone and hope everybody gets sick or dies or anything like that. It's just, um, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. I, I, I think it would be funny if SC had it versus when other conferences don't and everything's just awesome with the SEC playing football and everyone in the world was watching, or not in the world, in the U.S. is watching SEC football on Saturday. Like, all games are on, like, all on major networks. Yeah, that would be ideal, and, you know, we definitely hope for that. I'm definitely, you know, I will watch Big Ten football. I will watch – Action. I will watch any kind of football right now. Yeah, true that. All right, well, but uh, before we close, Alex, I'd like to – I mean, we've already gotten my opinion, Holt's opinion. What do you think happens in the next, let's say, 48 hours? What do you think the SEC is going to do? Well, it would it would be nice to be listened to JB. I guess it would be. <laughs> I'll um, I'll repeat it for you though. Uh, I think I think the SEC is going to have football. I said that I think Pac-12 would be the first to cancel, not Big Ten. I think Big Ten's going to hold strong, so I think Pac-12 would be the only team, only conference to cancel. But the only thing I was telling, I guess Holt, not you, is that um, I I don't understand like why Pac-12 would be the only conference to cancel. I feel like there'd be at least two that would cancel, and then um, yeah, two cancels. It's really important that that third conference, whoever it is, doesn't cancel. Because <laughs> if you get three, then you have three of the five, and then you look kind of dumb if you're the two that are staying open and can't, not canceling. Yeah. So we'll see. Well, we'll know hopefully by a week from now. I mean, I, like you're saying, Dave, I don't think I don't think we can go through this whole week without somebody having some kind of statement one way or another. I mean, we're I think we're going to get a statement from the SEC within the next 48 hours. I mean, it could definitely come tomorrow. But I, I think right now I'm leaning to the SEC – releasing statement saying they're going to continue as scheduled. Well, I mean, if they release the schedule, then I think that's pretty much them saying that we're playing. Yeah, that, that was Friday, too. It's not like that was even yeah. like a week or two ago. I just can't wait to see, like, you know, we obviously, we know that the SEC and the Big Ten are the two conferences with the most. I'm, I'm anxious to watch this power struggle. 
yeah, it will be interesting to watch on the Twitters. I think who do you think you think McMurphy's gonna be the first to break it? I'm gonna say for the SEC, it's gonna be Ross Dellinger. Well, and I was just the, talking about in general. I guess yeah, the SEC big, would be Dellinger because he's been the one that's been uh, very uh, first to the story. For the Big Ten, I think it's gonna be Pete Thamel. Yeah, is uh, yep, yep. We'll see, we'll see. It won't be. You mean it won't be uh, SEC SEC slow smoke? That's what I thought it was gonna be Holt. Hey, you never know. You better follow us. Make sure. Yeah, that's always always a good place to end right there. All right, so make sure you follow us on Twitter just in case we like to break the uh, news for SEC keeping their schedule intact and uh, follow us on the um, podcast or subscribe to us, I guess is a better way of saying that, uh, at SEC Slow Smokes. And thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in to another outstanding episode of the SEC Slow Smoke Podcast. Be sure to rate us and subscribe on iTunes or your podcast app of choice. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at SEC Slow Smoked. Spread the good word on this podcast like the chili and cheese on your fries. If you like this podcast, tell a friend because there's plenty to go around. Oh, yeah.